Grab me by the hands Just as calloused as I am Say you're proud Well, it's blue jeans in the driveway And you're walking inside sideways The wine always affects you In beautiful, kind ways Ask me if I'm staying And I say that I'm sleeping on the floor Hey, hey, hey. It's your girl, Lizzie Z, bringing you a special episode of the Sweet and Savage podcast. Starting off a series for you guys. So far, I think we're going to call it Surviving Sobriety. And I've got James Dean. I, I don't have that figured out yet, okay? Just, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> hold, actually, hold on. Let me, let me fix this volume because that's, I got to, I got to do it this way, right? Is that better? Can you hear okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't want I don't want the music to be louder than you are. So, thanks for joining us, James. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, <clears throat> I you know we did this like group episode where we had you and Lauren and five foot to a hundred and whatever million foot Jesus, and um, it kind of it kind of just snowballed spiraled whatever into this idea i guess we probably kind of already had the idea before then i don't know um but um just a couple of things i wanted to touch base on real quick um i don't know if i went over this data on the that episode that group episode um but 141,000 people die each year from alcoholism And so in talking with several of my friends who are trying to live a sober life, I feel like that little snippet of data is just so wild. Like, even if a person is mostly sober, I feel like that that lessens that number significantly, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Without a doubt. So just with that being said, I, you know, whatever part of your journey, your story, like you're willing to share as we go into this, like maybe we don't have it all laid out in one episode, maybe you don't talk about that much stuff, who knows, like we can get to talking, I know Lauren and I can talk and it just ADHD is all over the place and it's a mess, right? Maybe maybe we don't cover it all, (laughs) right, Um, maybe we just gotta like, you know, table some of it and come back to another day. Um, that's really okay, right? Like, this is a whole whole separate series that we're going to do. We're going to launch it on the Sweet and Savage Network. We'll be dropping them every Tuesday at 4 o'clock, our time, right? So for Michigan people, that's Eastern time. Um, but, you know, some of it's going to be kind of uncomfy, sticky, if you will. It could even be potentially triggering. And so for me, I don't, I don't want that to be something that would derail you or anybody else. Right? Like, it's, it's supposed to be something that's going to be helpful. So if oh, yeah. if in, like, talking, you're like, eh, Liz, I wish you didn't fucking say that, or that's not an area I want to go down, I just want you to say so. Right? Like, say, like, eh, we're going to, oops, go to another spot, or, like. Safe word, pineapple. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if that's a safe word. <laughs> it's definitely not fucking like unicorn. Anymore, no. <laughs> it's. <laughs> That's a dramatic word, but yeah. There was that uh, there was that bounty hunter. Did you ever see that? Like he was getting that tweaker in the parking lot, and he was getting all frisky. He's all safe word pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was pineapple anyway. Well, I just want yeah, you to know, like, was... we we'll, we'll take a break. You say whatever it is. I mean, this doesn't 
just apply to this episode any other guests on it like say you're talking with some other friends and like talking about joining us like by all means like i don't want to you know i can sometimes like push the envelope a little bit and i will intentionally try to like get you to get you to be like okay let's open up on that question a little bit more but if it's not for you like say so you know say like hey this is this is where we're gonna go where i'm gonna need to take a breather that's totally okay you know i'd like to add to that for uh, people that are listening that may be struggling and would like their story heard um I definitely I think I've rescheduled two or three times with her now. It's not the easiest thing to talk about. I don't even know how much of it I'll get out in this, but you know, maybe even just this little snidbit could help somebody else in a worse off spot than what I am. So that's uh I feel like that's kinda one of our, our main goals here with doing this series. Oh, I I agree. And I listen, I, I think it's very cool that you said that. Um there's a there's a lot of bravery and vulnerability and I think there is a lot of healing like for whoever is sharing in that vulnerability as well as for whoever is listening right i think that um when somebody realizes like they're not the only one when they're not you know they're not alone in that you know like hey it's not just me oh i think like that can do a lot you know and it could be somebody that's never going to call in they're never going to reach out but just hearing that it's like like there's serious power in that. Yeah, and you know, even if uh, if you are a person that's listening to this and you're curious about it, uh, you know, you can definitely find me on. I got multiple platforms, social media. Even if you just doesn't have to be on the podcast. Um, yeah, definitely. I want um, I want to make sure you drop what your social media handles are, and then make sure like. Um, whatever like your handles are, I have it so I can link it to the episode. And like, if you have an email. I've been trying to make sure I add my email to it as well for like people who don't want to, you know, maybe you want to like reach out that way. Maybe that's old school. I don't know. But but you, you don't know what, what people have. I mean, not everybody's going to be, you know, the main, my main platform is TikTok. Um, right. Which my handle on that is uh, James Dean 6668. And James Dean. people wondering, it's not the 666 thing. It's that's a birth date <laughs> for me. So, um, also like my third account. So I had to start switching some numbers, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I can give you my other contact info and you can link it for sure. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be very cool. So do you, are you cool if we review like the, the big two questions that I asked, I asked everybody in that group episode we did. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 okay. Definitely. Okay. So yep. for, for those of you who are familiar, um, we had uh, James and Lauren and a multiple height Jesus on an episode. And um, I asked two main questions, right? And I mean, we had talked about a lot of stuff, so maybe that's not going to stand out. But to me, it stood out because um, I asked everybody at what age you were when you started drinking. And then the second question I asked was, do you have a person that comes to mind right away off the top of your head that he, who you would call if you were like struggling with, with staying sober, like, like eye of the hurricane style, right? Yeah. Nope. I remember those questions. Um, and so I'm gonna start with the second one. Okay. Um, just be a, so it's, this is the problem that I've kind of run into. And I've had a little bit more time to think about that question. Being an adult, 
another adult isn't going to tell you how to live your life or what you should do. You know, they're going to be like, hey, you know, you may, you might not want to do that, but they'll say you're an adult. You're, you know, you're a grown-ass man. Do what you want to do. Um, if you are that friend that someone's relying on, don't be afraid to slap that drink out of their hand. If they've told you prior, like, hey, I don't want to drink, and they find themselves in a situation where it's available, um, they may, they, you know, they may get mad at you in the moment, but they will thank you for sure later. Um, but don't feel bad either if you didn't do that and that person drank. Um, they, you know, we are adults. So, but, uh, you know, since asking that question and being more open about this on TikTok, it's not just a person for me anymore. Um, you have become one of those people, uh, Lauren, Five Foot Jesus. I've got my really good friend, like my sister, Jada. Um, I've met a few other people since then about talking, even just about this podcast series more that have just been like, you know, if you need any time, you can call me. Um, just my biggest thing is just actually picking up the phone and calling. Sure. I feel like that's, so, that's probably half the battle right there. I feel like that's 95% of the battle. I mean, sometimes it's even for me just to send a snap out and be like, yo, crap day at work. Like, LQ sounded good on the way home. Like, for me to even just say that sometimes helps me stop. But it's even the fact of if I'm even going to say it. I feel like there's so much that goes into just that part because there's you recognizing that, okay, this is how I'm feeling, but then you're reaching out already whether you called somebody or not you know it's like ooh, there's that vulnerability again and we try to we try to be like well we don't need that help right at least yeah as adults you know you become very independent and it's not you know you don't nobody likes to seem weak i especially sure. don't um i like to seem like i have everything in control in my life everything's handled um so if you have friends that are like me, you got to watch out for them when they throw those subtle signs out, you know, when they're just like, man, shit day, you know, just it's the little things like that. You got to be like, you have to understand where our minds are thinking as an alcoholic. Like, that's my little hint. Like, I'm ready to get a mm-hmm. bottle and go home. Yeah. AKA. I know, like with Lauren in particular, there there was a time where... I didn't even say to her like, "Hey, why didn't you call me?" Because I know I know why she didn't call me because that's just she she just wouldn't like in that circumstance. It's like, no, I'm okay. I got this. It's like you you would have to physically be there, and then good luck trying to be the one that's gonna like. Oh, I don't want to say overtake her, but you know what I mean. Like that's gonna, you know, like because in that situation, like. I keep saying, like, in the eye of the hurricane situation, but it, it wasn't like that, you know? It was just, like, it, it wasn't like she was, like, thinking to herself, oh, I need help, you know? Yeah. She, she was, you know, obviously intoxicated, so then in that mindset was, like, oh, okay, I, I'm good to go. So, yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. All right, so the the first question of the big two. What, how old were you oh, when yeah. you started drinking? Well, I feel like this should be a... We should rephrase it a little bit. Okay, let's I rephrase it. Like, 
Because I feel like everybody that answered this one in the first episode, they all kind of had two different answers. Yeah. You know, there was, when, when did you have your first sip of alcohol? But it's, when did you, you know, I think the other part should be, you know, when did you start, like, using alcohol for what it's not meant to be for? Or like self-medicating. In a, in a bad way. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I had my first sip, I, shoot, I wasn't even big enough to run the chainsaw yet. Dad, I always seen Dad drinking beer. We had, you know, our... And I'm not saying he didn't do it as a bad way or anything. I mean, he's also, I think he's 14 years sober now, but um, he, uh, I remember just as a kid, you know, he's, every time we did yard work, you know, it was just, it was common back then. Um, but, uh, and I was like, dad, you know, you always got a beer. Like, I want a beer. I want to be like dad. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Try one. It's just those boys working. So he just had me try a sip of his and, oh man, I thought that was the most disgusting thing I ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I will never forget this. And the only reason I say this is because it's not true now, but I also used to tell my friends this all the time. When I was drinking real heavy, I would tell this story, and he would be like, that's good that you didn't like it because that means you won't be an alcoholic. Well, I don't know if it's just me being rebellious. I just was like, well, I'm just going to prove everything wrong that Dad says. And <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So, but that was that was young, young. Um but that was just like, I mean, I want to, it's not like I was a child, but I was like, I was probably preteen. Okay. And I uh, didn't really drink again until, I don't know, probably 14, 15. But I would be like sneaking out to my buddies or, you know, we, I grew up in like out in the country, country in Michigan. And, um, you know, there would always be a bonfire three fields deep, you know, but we were all safe. It was pretty responsible. You know, it was, somewhat supervised because it was better than just letting kids go off and do it on their own and get in trouble but and I didn't really party much in high school and then it kind of just uh, went from there to it was like after college you know when you had to start dealing with real life problems um, yeah. family deaths struggles with you know bills blah 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 and it was just couldn't wait to get home and crack one open and then or Friday nights and go out and then you know, the, the whole, my whole party stage, I feel like, lasted lasted a long time. I always used to tell people, uh, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I'm just a partier. Yeah. You know, convinced myself that 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 there was a difference. Just because I went to work every day. You know, I only drank at night or I drank on the weekends. You know, I paid all my bills. I had food. Like, seemed fine. Seemed normal. Do you think you it's know, possible see, there I'm is a difference? <laughs> What's that? Do you think it's possible there is a difference? Or do you think that's just something you told yourself? I think there is a difference just because, uh, I mean, maybe it's because I did it for so long. And eventually, you know, it just it started really taking a toll on me mentally, physically, you know. Um, you know, some people can handle it. But some people can also strictly just, to, you know, having a few beers on the weekend. Um, you know, I've got people that are older than me that drink and, but you know, they, they can also stop and take 30 days off. No problem. Right. You know, they don't do it in a destructive way. I mean, I went to a college where they had a 
annual kegathon, and it was who which team could put down more kegs than the other team. And it was an all-day event. So I think about things like that, and I feel like, you know, our, our area, I'm not saying other areas, you know, didn't, but it, it definitely didn't discourage drinking, right? Like... Oh, you said puking <laughs> rallies in college. Like, if you puked, that meant that your stomach was empty. You could start drinking again. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, <laughs> fill her back up. Yeah. You know? Um, but, I mean, when you're, as the old saying goes, young, dumb, and full of cum, I mean, you're able to do a <laughs> lot more. That's when true. It's 15 plus years of it, it starts to uh, you get a lot more side effects of it. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. I mean, Try eating McDonald's for 50, 15 years straight and <laughs> see how well that works out for you. Right. You Definitely know, not just, wrong Just because we can have it doesn't mean that we should. Right. Hmm. So. So you would say that after college is when you started realizing you were drinking too much or that's when you really started drinking in excess? No, like I, uh, I still have doubts about it even now. <laughs> no, I have some friends that are like, no, Jimmy, you were an alcoholic. Like, I mean, it was, it, it, I would say it got pretty bad in the last couple of years because it was, uh, I had a bunch of kind of, I don't want to say traumatic, but I had a bunch of, uh, things just happen with family. Mm -hmm. They really kind of just set me off into it more and put me more alone. Um, okay. You know, but it was still the same thing. I go to work, I drink after work. But um, I mean, I I don't think that any human should black out not even a quarter of the amount that I have in my lifetime. Um, I mean, I have spent countless nights just waking up in the morning to my alarm going off with you know three quarters of a bottle of whiskey gone still in my hand. Don't even remember falling asleep on the couch and necessarily even getting to my couch. So, um, that, that's extremely unhealthy, but then it's also by the time I was at that point, it was just like, it's just how I lived my life. I figured I wasn't hurting anybody. Still going to work, still paying my bills. So it was just like, I don't know, cause it's, it's seemed normal to me. I kind of grew up seeing it, well, at least partying sure. with family and, you know, and seeing, I mean, it's the way you see it on TV, like it seems okay, uh. I mean, it's just it's it's socialized in a way in this world. Did you have other friends who who did the same thing? Who like you know after work were kind of coping the same way, or like were you guys getting together to like polish off the whiskey or? Nobody nearly as much as me. Okay. And like it would be like the same friends, but they would, uh, you know, like Monday would be with you know. Bill. Tuesday would be with John. Friday would, you know. Okay. Right. So they weren't all My really friend. aware that, like, you were drinking that many days. Or maybe they were doing yeah. the same thing, but you guys weren't all crossing paths every day together. Yeah, or, you know, maybe it's just they couldn't keep up. <laughs> Which, like, that brings it, that brings it along a whole other set of shit talking, too. When you're a young yeah, buck like that, then you're like, oh, suck it up. I just felt like, I mean, I, I knew, though, like, 
I knew I drank a lot, and I I didn't I didn't I knew my friends could not keep up. Um, but I also had years and years and years of continually doing this, and like I knew if I drank black velvet and either Bushlight or PBR, like thing is I could wake right up, have myself a cup of coffee, and go right out the door to work, no problem at all. They'd be wrecked for half a day still. <laughs> yeah, I'd be wrecked for half probably a full day now. So can I push on that a little bit then and ask like on like when you say like a lot like other than like the three quarters of a bottle of whiskey like what is a lot like how how much do you think like in in a day or like how much in a week would you consume do you know well let me put it this way in the last year because i had started a painting business and i'd work like i've always been a person that works a lot um, we kind of touched that base a little bit in the last episode, but I always referred to the bar as my uh, my office because I'd work all day. I'd go do a bid. I'd go to the bar for dinner. I'd write out my bid. While I'm doing that, though, while I'm waiting for my food, I'm you know, I started noticing that I would have more shots than beers sitting at the bar. Then I'd leave, go to the truck stop. We call it the truck stop. It's like a big gas station liquor store here. And uh, I'd buy, a, you know, a fifth of whiskey, and then I'd buy a 12-pack of beer. Okay. Um, the whiskey would definitely be gone before the beer. Whew. You know, and it was, I mean, I'd go through a fifth almost every night. Every night. And you mean, like, Black Velvet would be your choice? Yeah, because it's $10. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> like, I get it, I mean, but. I good money. But you yeah, know, we still got to be thrifty. So this is the thing, too, as far as for Black Velvet, which all my friends gave me crap about it. I mean, I could have afforded, you know, more expensive whiskey. But uh, as a kid, we'd have our uh, 4th of July parties Yeah. for a family. We'd be like a family reunion. And, like, my mom's side of the family is huge. She's one of five. All of her siblings have at least three kids. Like, all of her aunts and uncles are still alive. You know, grand my grandparents. We would all meet out of my aunt and uncle's. And it was, like, a major party. And, like, they would, like, my aunts and uncles, they would rage. They'd rage hard. And I remember one time, it was, so it's my great aunt and uncle. They left at, like, midnight. I remember them saying, like, all right, you kids, we're, we're not, you know, we're too old to hang with you guys. So they left. And uh, they came back, like, an hour later. They're like, you sons of bitches, we left our bottle of black velvet here. We ain't leaving it for you guys to drink. So they sat there. The two of them drank the whole fifth of black velvet, and then they went and drove home. Oh, shit. I was just, I thought that was like the coolest, most badass thing. So like when I got older, I was like, yeah, I'm going to drink bad. I'm going to drink black velvet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I feel like it makes me nauseous. Like does not taste good at first. Like, it took me years to get used to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. I mean. You know, it's kind of like, it's like the whole Joe Cool, Joe Camel. You know, it was cool to smoke, you know. For me seeing that, it was cool to drink black velvet. Oh, yeah. It was like more hardcore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's just that was my thing. And, fuck, 10 bucks a fifth? I mean, it's pretty fucking cheap. Yeah, it's you know. really, which means it's really harsh. 
I mean, yeah, that's, that was what I mean. Like most of my friends couldn't keep up or hang out, hang because, uh, I mean, I'd sit there and just pound them and, but that's just kind of like, it's, they say build a tolerance, even though my alcohol volume, my BAC or whatever would be really high, but that's just, it was what I was used to. So, but, uh, I mean, that also did, you know, it, it sounds PG. Like, yeah, I'd get hammered and black out and pass out. But you know what? I've uh, almost burned a house down shortly after college. I uh, what? I went to I went to heat up some water to make some okay. ramen. Passed out at the kitchen table. Wait, wait, and, wait! Uh, I gotta know wait, what flavor ramen. Do you know? I don't know. It's blackout. Oh come on! You don't, okay? Would it be chicken if you had your choice? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when yeah. they used to have Oriental ramen? It was in a blue package. Yeah, I know. I didn't eat that. Oh, that was the shit. Okay, I'm just saying. They uh-huh. they had to get PC, though, and now it's called soy ramen. Anyway, it's, you know, it's racist to call it Oriental. So, anyway, I just, yeah. I just had to know. All right. All right. So, yeah, you're cooking some ramen. Yeah, I came home from the bar one night, and, uh... I, and the thing is, usually whenever I cook ramen, I'm like, it's shitty food, so, like, I just put it in the microwave. Oh, usually, no. Just to heat it up. I'm like, fuck, it's ramen. Like, I don't need to get all fucking chefy <sighs> with it. But, uh, so I decided instead I was gonna, I put a pot of water, like a saucepan of water on the stove, passed out at the table. Well, the pot dried out, the handle started to melt, and, like, caught on fire. Because it was just oh left on high, and my roommate came down to, like, smoke fell in the kitchen and shit. Like, he tried waking me up, like, nothing. Oh, my God. There was no waking me up. That's what we call an None. occupied structure fire in just a matter of moments. Oh, my God. That's so terrible. Yeah, I mean, I like, I would have been dead if he didn't wake up, if he wasn't home. I mean, if he wasn't waking me up, shaking me, me being engulfed in flame wouldn't have. That is wild. So he was able to put out the fire? Yeah, like, I think he came in with kitchen towel and just kind of, like... Okay. Like it was still kind of, like, on the top. It wasn't, like... Yeah. You know. Okay. I don't know how... What you know you... the worst part about that was? What? worst part about that was I went out to the bar the very next night. Ah, oh, shit. How about... How old do you think you Didn't were right then? Um... 24, 25. Okay. I feel and like for people that... people that don't know me... <laughs> for people that don't know me, I'm going to be 37 next week. Old as fuck. And... Just kidding, just kidding. even go... Fuck off. <laughs> Listen, I'm older. I'm older. Um, I can say that. But I still run circles around people that are young, half my age that work. But anyway, um... But that happened when I was 24, 25 years old. And... I'm not even a year sober yet now. So if that sounds gnarly, like, there's a lot more to tell. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even gotten into the shit yet. <laughs> so no. I don't I don't know no. how well you can hear this song. I just had Motorcycle Drive-By on for you. That's because of um, you and all your ticky talks with the motorcycles. So I, I made sure I put that one on for you. Of, I mean, of course, the, the whole playlist is... Um, 
obviously, but so for right. everybody listening too, if you didn't already know, you can find the playlist on my Spotify account, and this one is called James's Story. James with an apostrophe because it's grammatically correct as it should be. <laughs> obviously, this is just going to be one section of James' story, but um, you'll be able to check out all the songs that are playing right now, today, tomorrow, whenever you feel like vibing to it. It's a pretty good mashup, I think. But everything on there has some significance to them in some fashion. And, I mean, I think they're good choices. But I had to put that one on specifically because, you know, you, you even had one on recently you posted, and it was like you and your mustache on a motorcycle. And I was like, see, look at me posting this yeah. song on the playlist. I know what I'm doing sometimes. Oh, yeah. I put a lot of miles on the bike last summer. Yeah. Yeah, I made a couple trips down to Indiana, all over Michigan, so. So, when we talked with, um, you know, a couple other people, everybody seems to have, like, their outlet, and we talked about, like, you and, like, work as your outlet. Do you feel like you have other things besides work? Maybe uh, maybe yeah. outlet isn't um, the right word. I don't know. what. No, I do, like, I do, like, outlet better than, because uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit last episode. <laughs> And it made me really think about it. And some of you guys were like, uh, um, like, are you saying I was replacing one addiction for another? Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. I, but the way I kind of see, I kind of said this a little bit earlier, like, I've always just kind of been like a workaholic. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I'm a firm believer in that saying, um, idle hands are the devil's playground. Yeah. I, I see so, I don't I don't feel um, like that's a bad thing either I, and I feel like actually like the, where I've been struggling lately myself is that I don't have as much work and yeah. I I need to be able to do that so I I completely get it and I so maybe saying like replacing one addiction with another is a bad way to say it but maybe it's more of like um I don't, I don't know I guess I I worry about people that sometimes like if you just like distract yourself and then like then put yourself in an environment, then like how would you process it? You know, like, um, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know a good way to explain no, it, I but it's kind of like I how think, I think the way I can kind of say it about myself, I think can kind of go with what you're saying. Um, so I, one of the main things I would drink too though is because my brain is constantly running a million miles an hour and it's hitting off so many different topics that I would drink and it would just like, I could slow down and I could like focus on one thing at a time. Oh, sure. Um, you know, so when I work though, so it's, I love what I do. I absolutely love it. Um, I paint, I paint big houses, you know, it's usually a lot of big projects. So it's like, it's like, I'm not an artist. Like I can't, I cannot draw. I mean, like I struggle with stick figures. that one Victorian-like house you just did, that was artiste. That, yes. Um, but I, like, it just puts me in, like, such a zen. Like, I'm not a hippie, so I don't like using the word zen, really, <laughs> but, like, I'm just at peace. Like, I can focus. Like, yeah. I just, it's easier for me to shut my brain off and be like, I'm doing, I'm doing just the color blue today. I'm going to mask off. I'm a mask for, like, three quarters a day and prep. And then, like, spraying for me is one of the most, like, it's like my, it's like I go to a different place. It's, it's crazy. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a, a weird meditation, it sounds like. Yeah. 
but yeah. I don't think I could ever sit down and meditate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, all it really means is like your your brain gets to check out to a certain level, right? You don't have to be sitting down for it. So, lots yeah. of lots of like yogis, they will be like standing up and they will like go to a different plane. So, maybe for you it's that. For me, I like i'm running it's got to be at least an hour but then it's like i feel like i can sort out anything in an hour sunrise is ideal Um, i've got a a friend actually he uh he read a book going off of this he said that you need to find your best place that you need to find somewhere that you can do your best thinking Mm -hmm. it'll be different for every person and this particular person which i think he's going to be coming on for an episode in the same series um I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he wants everyone to know this, but he, he'll he shower three to four times a day. He even, like, he bought himself a waterproof dry erase board, like a dry erase board, but waterproof. Wow. Like, he's got a pen, like a notebook or something like that that like, he can sit in the shower. I didn't even know that was a thing. And, like, yeah. Huh. Sometimes he said he won't even turn the water on. You know, he'll turn it on, but he stands at the opposite end. Like, his shower has, like, a built-in chair and everything, like... Because that's wherever he, he has clarity. He through a shower. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, really, it's, yeah, it's wherever, like. Part for sure, though. Where, <laughs> I brag on him. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't help it when um, our one friend was talking about the diamond paintings. I was just like, I got, I got to. But, <laughs> you know, it really I is. Know, it's, my, it's whatever works. My, the friend that I've been helping out with that I've been staying without and flushing and, uh, um, she, uh, she, she started diamond art, but she went, I think I sent you a snap. Yes. She went and got like this light up board and everything, puts it on like, like, like an artist board, like tattoo artists will use. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So like, she'll sit there on TikToks and just like, you can see the glow. And I'm just like, you're fucking doing your diamond art, aren't you? Damn it. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Like, I've never heard of this. I feel like they need to get, like, mad props for their patience, though, because I'm telling you, like, I would knock that shit over, and it would just be, like, (sighs) oh, there'd be a whole lot of fucking F-words. Like, that's not for me. Nothing with all those little tiny things. No. uh, (laughs) You said this before. You said the same thing before, but uh, did you ever listen to Dane Cook? Yeah, for sure. Remember, Remember back? Remember back when CDs were a thing? Yeah. Um, he had that one skit where he was talking about playing Monopoly with his grandparents. He all like just like flipped the board like. Oh my god! I forgot. Yeah. Cheating whore. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. Every time I've heard you say this about diamond art, that image that is, goes through my head. Yes, because that. <laughs> Yeah, that the accuracy is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then just trying to pick it up, I I mean I'd just get the vacuum and sweep it all up. Fuck that. <laughs> no yeah, thanks. Right into the truck. Yeah. People would be like, "How much you spend on that? Too much. Goodbye." Like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. So. All right, we got to reel our squirrel brains back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said. You've you haven't been sober for a full year yet. I well, one thing I think is cool no. is like I first found you on TikTok when you were not sober, and then I found you again when you were right. But how do you feel yep. now, like health wise? I guess like, I mean, I whatever you um, want to speak on, I guess. But I I was most curious about like 
you know, like you do go 100 miles an hour, it seems like. And not just because you like time lapse the ticky tocks, but you know, like. Oh, yeah. That's real time. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fooled you, fuckers. Oh. <laughs> it's not the Cafe Bustillo just dry running that. You're like, it's really me. Um, I'm getting fat. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, like, I'm not really getting fat, like, but I'm not, like, I'm not this unhealthy, like, I didn't think I looked bad, but, like, I looked, I was, I realized that a lot, like, it really hit me the other day, thanks to Snapchat and its memories, and I shared one of Memorial Day last year, and I was drinking heavy at this time, like, heavy, heavy, like, liquor heavy, and I shared it, and my friend, she just, like, she was sitting next to me and she's seen the story and she like looked at me she goes yo you should be really proud of yourself like you look like it's not that you looked bad then but compared to how you look now like just your eyes your cheeks like you look really good now um and that's just kind of one of those things it's just like fuck like i was far gone i think i think you know? that uh comparison can sometimes be be helpful that way you know if we didn't if we didn't have that like as a memory to pop back up you don't you don't see that you know yeah it's it's i don't know it's i see myself in the mirror every morning so it's like you don't see it you know because you see yourself every day it's you know when you look back at that year ago yeah you know, I, you know, I've, you know, I've only started this journey i'm i don't even remember how many days now but it's like over 200 but you know, and it's, and I say this as the fact I don't remember the days, and that it's um, somewhere over 200 because, or I say this journey, because uh, I mean, you take the biggest fitness people, they're gonna have fuck ups, but they right. still wake up the next day and keep going. You know, they may they may eat off that day, um, but they don't just stop and go off the rails and start eating horrible every day. You know, um, and this is a huge controversy and topic you know in the sober community i feel like and it's uh you know one time could be your last time and that is a very important thing to remember you know you may drink yourself to death you know you may hit that heroin or that meth or whatever your thing is and you know that shit because your body is out of it now could just you could be fucked and that you sure. know you may not wake up again but if you fuck up, don't put, you know, my biggest thing is don't put stress on the number to where let's say you hit that 30 day or you hit 180, you know, those are big milestones. Like you fuck up and then to wake up the next day and be like, you know, why, why try to start over? Like you're not starting over. You're still on that same journey. Right. You just, you know, you hit a little bump on the road. Keep going. I, I mean, I've, like, you and I have talked about this, but I personally, I love this way of thinking, and I feel like, I, I feel like it sort of goes in line with, like, you know, what sort of advice would we give to a friend, but then we're, like, so hard on ourselves, right? And just like you said with, like, a fitness journey, if I'm following, like, this meal plan and this workout, and then I fuck up on this day or this weekend, or I'm like, I'm gonna smash the fuck out of this pizza... Like, then I'm just, what, should I just, like, eat like shit indefinitely and then, like, never work out again? Like, like that just wouldn't be me, right? Like, at all. And I, that's, like, that's a terrible line of thinking. And we really need to, like, give ourselves some grace. Like, give each other some grace and, like, understand that, A, we're flawed humans. 
right? And then if you're on a sobriety journey, like this is where I the whole title, I wanted it to be surviving because I feel like there's so many things along with it. And it's sad that you said that like there's pressure from the sober community. Like, no, like that, that just shouldn't be a thing. Like it, it, no, it should just be acceptance of whatever, whatever it is, like whether you're like California sober or um, whatever, I, I don't care. Like, hey, like you're on this journey, like come as you are, like keep fucking trucking. Like, I just feel like it should be clear blind acceptance as far as I'm concerned and like just keep trucking because life is hard all on its own and then adding that element to it is extra fucking hard and in my opinion and this is like not even just sobriety related but people always talk about like life being short and I'm like yeah but if you're lucky it's really fucking long right like really fucking long and it can be really lonely right? Like long and lonely. And then like being on a sobriety journey, Jesus, fuck, right? Like, so let's give each other some grace, but like, we have to give that to ourselves as well. So like, when you say like, sometimes people get so caught up on this number in these days. And like, I was sharing with you about this other friend that I have. And like, he immediately was like, Nope, done, didn't want any part of this. And I was just like, Hey, like, that's totally okay. Um, more importantly, though, like, what what's going on with you and like why like why are we feeling this type of way and then like that person's immediately feeling like a failure and I'm like wait just the fact that like you've recognized that hey like I slipped up I got to get back on track like this person right now um it would probably sound more clear if I said his name but I don't want to do that um is like physically punishing themselves with like two a day workouts like no no joke and I feel like in, in some way, I can see that that's a good way as, like, a distraction or, like, you know, occupying your time, right? Like, we talked about the idle hands thing. But in another way, I can also see it as, like, it's it's like a punishment, right? It's like it it comes across. Don't hurt yourself doing it. it, it co- yeah, it comes across like he he's, like, yeah, he's, like, taking it out on himself because he fucked up and he's, like, and I'm a failure. And I'm, like. But you're not a failure, though. Like, you're you're a flawed human on this really long journey of life that's tough as hell, right? And, I, I mean, you're just doing the best you can, right? Like, that's the way I feel like we need to look at it for, like, everybody. Like, you're just just doing the best you can. Like, <laughs> it's... You know, speaking on the whole flawed human, you know, that, that brings up... You know, because I, I use social media a lot as well as accountability thing, and... uh you know, I may look like I might be this perfect sober guy. Or, you know, let's say someone's starting out in their sobriety. You know, you're looking up to, you know, you're watching my TikToks and inspiration. Or you've got some of some of these other big follower, you know, big people with a lot of followers. Like, they look like they got it together. Um, it's social media. When they're off that camera, they are struggling the exact same way you are. Maybe even worse. Yeah. You know? Um, one thing I've, I've really, I try to keep in mind is... Uh, you know, Robin Williams seemed incredibly happy, didn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so, you know, and, it's a, and if you are a person that has a good following and you have a lot of people that are supporting you, if it's on social media, and I'm, I'm, I want to make this point because I'm hoping there's, I know a few people that 
need to hear this. Um, you know, if you mess up, you don't have to worry about owning it out loud or anything. But don't uh, don't feel like you let us down. Um, if anything, it it takes pressure off of me or someone else that's starting out to know like, all right, whoo, man, like. He's not as high and mighty as, you know, he's, he's, he, that person's a normal person. Like, right. he's an average Joe just like me, you know? Um, it, the whole it, point an average of, flawed you know, human. For a lot of you, I'm sure, drinking is to get rid of the stress. So don't add another stress by trying to be sober. Yeah, I, I feel like um, that, that pressure to be perfect and that pressure to maintain an image, like, not even with sobriety as a factor, like then you're going to add sobriety to that. It's much better just to show the reality of it. Like whatever raw, real vulnerability you're willing to share. I, I get that that part can be difficult, right? hundred percent that, that that's acceptance and that's, that's scary, right? I mean, there's so many things with that and that's okay too. I guess that's a, a big part of this whole series here is that like, you know, we obviously don't think like this would be the last time that we'll have you on on for an episode, not just a whole one, but like I'd like to have, you know, check-ins with you and the other people on episodes here and there, just in different combinations. But you know, in, in here, here where you're at, in different phases of it, right? Like so, so we know we're hey hey, it's officially June. It's your birthday month, woo! Right? So, like no shoot. Oh, shoot. You know, but, like, we'll check in, like, throughout time, right, and see how it goes and, and how everybody's feeling and whatnot and how things change and progress and, like, what what is, like, everybody's relationship with alcohol or maybe it's a different substance or, you know, um, just their journey in general, right? But, like, it's it shouldn't be something that's just, like, this instantly healed overnight process, you know, and to to act or, you know, allude to that it would be would just, eh, that's not reality, right? And like you said, like, yeah. social media is somebody's highlight reel, right? Like, it, it's showing all of these, even if it's like, okay, showing like, yes, I got sober or whatever, but it is showing, like, the good parts. It's showing what you want to show. So... I mean, like, if anything, my social media is a really good indicator of showing what I don't want you to see because my Facebook doesn't show you a fucking thing that's accurate. And most of the time, my Snapchat is just reposts of dirty memes that I like, you know? And I'll get people all the time that'll be like... Side note, side note. <laughs> yeah. Um, y'all stay, stay tuned because she's got a banger coming off of that one. <laughs> I, got I do got a banger coming off of that one. <laughs> Fuck them douchebags. Oh. Um, <laughs> but... You said I wasn't savage enough yesterday. That was the day before yesterday now. And so I said, okay, yeah. all right, listen here, Cupcake. Well, I'm going to show you. We may have a banger. We'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll see. yeah, we'll yeah. See. Yeah, I'm about we'll to see. show wait, wait, you. Wait, wait. I'm curious to make sure that the uh, the sweet hasn't taken over the savage too much. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. He, bl <laughs> he blocked me, so I think I handled it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he did me a favor. It's fine. I told him, I said, that's all right. You can take out the trash. It's good, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just, it, 
it just shows whatever you want it to, truly. And in most cases, do you think people are going to show, like, just, like, the worst of it? I mean, I definitely have had some times where then I look at my phone and I'm like, holy shit, how did all that get on my story? I did not intend to put that on my story. What? I'm like, what is that? And then I'm like, delete, 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 delete. And then, but hey, there's more because then when you look at my photos, I'm like, whoa, there's way more of my photos that didn't land on my story, right? So it's like, huh, I'll be damned. I, you know, I'm just saying like, even in that instance, look like blackout, like what I was able to accomplish and I still only put so much on my story. I'm just saying, right? So yeah. when you think of that, it's like, it's okay to just admit like hey we are we are flawed humans and we fuck up and as we go through like the peaks and valleys of this life like it's it should shift and change and sometimes it's going to be really shitty and if somebody else is having a hard time if somebody's listening and like can relate or they're like you know they're like doing the oh not in your head sort of thing like like that's that's good like that's so much better than them being like, I have no fucking idea what this bitch is talking about, you know, like, because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would much rather they can relate to it. I mean, hopefully they don't um, act like I have in public sometimes, but, you know, there's that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, still, hopefully, hopefully it's like a, a learning curve and that somebody can relate to the experience and you know, it's okay to, like, reach out and be like, hey, I've been there, that sort of thing. Or maybe they're not not willing to reach out, but, like, they're, like, so many people, I call it, like, uh, watching or listening from the wings, you know, like uh, the wings of a stage, right? But you would be blown away by the amount of people that, like, you inspire and, like, you continue to go on just by continually posting what you do and sharing what you do. And, like, there's so much... So much healing to be had in that vulnerability. At least I think so. Oh yeah. Um, I do want to. I don't know. Are we are we trying to wrap it up? Because I have one last thing I want to say. You're you're good. Go ahead. See what you guys say. Um, for anyone that is listening out there, um, I just I double checked. My Instagram and my TikTok are both James Dean six 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 eight. Um. If you're struggling, feel free to reach out. Um, I guarantee your war stories probably aren't going to top mine. If you want to, if you want to battle and see see who's done it worse, we can. Um, I'm a great listener. Um, you know, be getting so old, as some people like to point out. <laughs> I, uh, you know, good thing about that is uh, you get a lot of wisdom. You've lived a life true, like true. I have. Um, I give great advice, or if you just want something to listen, Huck, if you just want to talk about the local sports game. You know, we ain't got we ain't got to talk about sobriety. Honestly, it's probably one of my least favorite things because uh, I have the mentality of I'm not a sober guy. I'm just a guy that don't drink no more. Um, I, I like that mentality you know, that you so have, that's though. That's topic I could get into as well. So, um, but yeah, if you're just looking for a friend to reach out and just some, you know, dark days, whatever, I'm here. Um, you can hit me on both those. Um, contact me through Lizzie or you can get a hold of Lizzie as well. I'm sure. <laughs> I, th I think that's super awesome of you to share. And, um, I mean, I feel like you're, you're already a good support to so many people that way. I mean, I see it and, um, 
have heard it, heard it on TikTok and whatnot, and I think that's super great to be a help to everybody that way. But yeah, definitely James Dean. See, that's uh, that wasn't as good. <laughs> I, 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 it's getting better. <laughs> but then you know, six 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 eight, <laughs> three sixes. You know what that means? Eight. <laughs> no, it means he got banned. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Band and then he's you know, back. I mean, this is my birthday. <laughs> I know, I'm just being my funny. Birthday. I'm being funny. <laughs> Which means it's in five days officially. So not that far off. Um, Wait, it's today the first? Yes, it's June 1st oh, right now. Is. See, I told you. Yeah. So I actually had to put this song on here because of the whole James Dean thing. And this, this song is Co Wetzel. Good Die Young. If you can't hear it that well, that's why it's on here. Um, because, you know, the OG James Dean passed away super young. I can't tell what you're doing, so that's weird. Um, but just real quick before we wrap up this episode, do you have anything to leave anybody with, like, what your goal would be for the end of your first sober year? It doesn't have to be sobriety um, related either. Like it could be health related or, you know, business related, like maybe a goal that you didn't initially think. Like um, I liked the, you had the TikTok that was like, well, you have so many of them that I like, but you had it where you're like, this year is completely different than last year. Right. Like you didn't you didn't imagine it that way. I think that's so important yeah. for people to look at. And remember, like when you're at the bottom of the. I don't know, the bottom of the well, I guess. I don't know, when you feel like you're just at the fucking bottom struggling that, like, no, like, things really can shift so much that it'll be something you never imagined. Yeah. Um, my go I, So, originally, I was asked this, because people had asked me when I first started, they're like, well, you, gonna, you think you'll drink again? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I want to go a year. Yeah. And I'm going to reevaluate that question. Okay. Um, now it's just seeing the progress that I've had mentally, physically, relationship-wise. Um, you know, I like I don't even think I will. Okay. So, um, also real quick, because you keep trying. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was trying to find the spot in the song real quick. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. Everybody's wondering, like, why should you keep doing this old James Dean thing? <laughs> yeah, so you know, I probably should have explained Wait. that. <laughs> also, real quick, just, you know, as well so everybody knows, um, her grandfather is cousins <laughs> to the OG sure James is. Dean. Sure is. Out of Fairmount, Marion, Indiana area. Yeah. Which, yeah, um, which he even has his own episode, correct? Didn't he do an episode on him? On my grandpa? Oh, that's a different yeah. grandpa. Yeah. Different grandpa? Okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I should, know, ex that I should explain that. Yeah. Too because her grandpa also ran like historical museum and everything down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, He's about it. Yeah, that, that yeah. grandpa is like still alive. He's not legally my grandpa. So that's kind of messy. But okay. yeah, but he's still definitely about it. Um, he's blood my grandpa. So, like, he would be my real relation, but he's not legally my grandpa. Weird. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But, I, I get it, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's all, it's, I you know. I still think it's cool, though. It, yeah. I still think it's cool. 
Yeah, and you know he likes to he likes to go check out the classic cars and do all the stuff and tell you all the random James Dean facts. And I'm always like, oh my god. So then I meet this James Dean fellow, and I'm like, well, I know where you should go visit. <laughs> like, I know this spot for you. So yeah, yeah there's a they have the James Dean Festival is what like late yeah. September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the president. I didn't know about the last year. I know the president. He'd be. <laughs> He would just probably have a coronary if you were like, I am James Dean. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, listen, so this is our first episode of our Surviving Sobriety series. So you are our first official guest host on this series, right? Yeah. And our Sweet and Savage podcast is nearing the end of its first season. I was just working on an episode earlier and I was talking about that and like that's kind of surreal, right? Getting ready to go into a second season here. But I'm hoping that our Surviving Sobriety series will take off and end up being its own show on the Sweet and Savage Network. So I'm super appreciative of you joining us and for everybody listening, definitely reach out to James if you have any questions or feedback or just need somebody to listen to on his social media handles. I'll tag it in the show notes as well as my own, Elizabeth Zion 11 And we'll try to Twitch and Discord stream more next time. And if you'd like to see more of James, by all means, make sure you let us know as well. I would love to see more of the pictures. I love it when you guys send them in, of you guys listening in on your vehicles. That is super fucking awesome. And I appreciate that also. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining us, James. I will talk to you probably in a little bit once we sign off <laughs> of this, you know. Um, right. And I'm sure we'll have you back to, you know, we got like five minutes of your life out of this. And we'd like to hear more. So Yeah, no, definitely. I'd like to get in, in, in depth a little bit more, but... I think it was a good episode. Just, uh, you know, everyone take the stress off you. Yeah. Be happy. We appreciate We appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing your time with us. Yeah, I appreciate being here and having the opportunity. All right. You guys know where to find me. Same. <laughs>